Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make We're back, the Gulf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G. Along with Will, I am Perry. And uh, this week, the PGA Tour is down in lovely Mayacoba, Mexico. You love to be down there. Uh, The OHL Classic. I may just ship myself down there to get rid of this cold. I am over it. I wouldn't mind hanging out on the beach. Yeah, and, um, you know, pretty good-looking field here. We've got a good mix of players. Jim Furyk in the field. Keegan Bradley, who we've been talking about. Luke Donald. Ernie Els. Ernie Els. Tony Finau. Uh, Billy Horschel, Graham McDowell, defending champion, Russell Knox, uh, you know, my new sweetie, Emiliano Grillo, uh-huh, he's, he's playing. The, along with 17 other rookies, I think the number was too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, as we say, these these give uh, these tournaments give some of these guys a chance to shine, and you were mentioning something about a few of the Mexican players. Yeah, there's a couple, there's a contingency of some great young Mexican players down there. Sebastian Vasquez, uh, Rodolfo Casabon, and Carlos Ortiz that could surprise some people this week. I mean, those are some guys that, you know, not too many people ha- know about, but I've been fortunate to kind of been around that circle. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if any of, if not all three of them, finished in the top 20 this week, in and, all seriousness. And uh, one of them in particular, right, uh, at the Gary Gilchrist Academy? Uh, well, yeah, Rodolfo used to train directly with Gary, um, and then Sebastian did as well. And then Carlos worked with um, Chema Sanchez, who was at the academy for a long time as well. And um, so those guys have all have all kind of come through Orlando at one point or another. Yeah, such a great uh Great academy we have here right out in uh, my neck of the woods at Mission Inn. Uh, we'll waste no more time. We're going to go to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Um, I don't know if uh, he's sipping any Coronas or um, what Hopefully he's up to. Hopefully not right to. now. <laughs> hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Uh, going well. So, um, yeah, give us a little, some of your thoughts on, on the tournament this week. Well, you know, uh, like you guys were just mentioning, it, it, it's kind of an interesting smattering of rookies and veterans, and uh, you know, you've even got a Hall of Famer in there, and Ernie Els, and uh, potential one, and Jim Furyk, and and everything in between. And you know, for as much uh, chatter as there is about there's too much golf, or, you know, all that sort of stuff, this is here's a great example of of uh, of guys getting out there and taking advantage. I mean. Uh, Obviously, the young guys, the rookies, um, are, are going to do that. But you also mentioned some some other names there that are that are probably looking to try to get a jump on the season. They don't want to get too far behind, uh, and they're trying to uh, earn some FedEx Cup points and get their tournament starts in here, uh, you know, before the end of the year. And so that's um, that's the system we have, and, and you see guys now learning to take advantage of it and and, and figure out what's best for them. Yeah, and a story also this week about uh, Jordan Spieth hoping that playing less will mean winning more in 2017. So you think um, he's he's starting to learn a little bit of, more about that process? 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's it's kind of ironic when when he was doing all he was doing last year. There was there was a few red flags that went up, and it was mentioned, and um, and you know his people, frankly, you know, scoffed at it. Uh, uh, and I, I remember, you know, very well thinking what he was going to be going through was was uh, was a lot. He he played the Presidents Cup in Korea and came back to Texas, and then he went to China for the uh hsbc tournament which he skipped this year and then came home and then he went to australia to defend the australian open title and then went right from there to the bahamas and then remember he had that little outing at augusta national in december last year and then he was at home for a couple of weeks and he played hawaii and won and so I, I think maybe that might have you know thrown off the thinking a little bit you know like hey this is going to be fine we're going to be okay uh, but then, you know, a couple of weeks later, Abu Dhabi, Singapore, comes home, two tournaments in California. I mean, it just became too much. Now, this year he skipped the tournament in China. He is going to the Australian Open next week, but there's a week after that before going to the Bahamas. And then he'll go to Hawaii. And, but it sounds like he's, he's skipping, you know, that uh, Middle Eastern trip this year. Uh, and so if he just gets back on a normal kind of domestic schedule that's probably okay uh um you know it's uh the, the other part of it is is he was offered appearance money uh you know dustin johnson and ricky fowler are going to abu dhabi they're they're going to cash in uh and that's part of it too you know whenever we talk about well what if they just cut back on the schedule a little bit well they might but then there might be some international tournament that wants to pay these guys to go and the top names might be there anyway so it's really hard dynamic here um the bottom line is is that uh that, that the tours if they can find sponsors that'll put the bill they're going to play tournaments and uh and uh, as you saw from a guy like rod pampling last week you know there's guys who are who need need the chances and and he's one who took advantage we're talking to bob herrig from espn.com will so, I mean, what are we looking at maybe this year, you know, for those interested in Jordan's schedule, somewhere between 20 to 22 events, something really central, centralized more around the majors, kind of gearing up for the majors and, and that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see, uh, to, to see what he does. Um, uh, you know, last year I thought he played a little too much going in and uh but it's a fine line he's also you know what 22 23 years old the the the, the thinking is he can he can deal with that just fine but you know uh if he were to play say hawaii and maybe he plays um uh tory pines and then he plays pebble beach and riviera tournaments that he likes uh and then uh goes and plays the mexico wgc and either the valspar where he's where he won year before last and then Houston before the masters, you know, that's sort of more in line with, with what we, what uh, he had done the year prior. And, um, you know, I'm not convinced that that's the reason he didn't win more last year, but, uh, you can see the toll it can take. He, he played in a lot of countries and a lot of different time zones. And, uh, you know, I don't care if you're in business class or flying a private plane, there comes a point when it does, start to take a toll and, and and I think he was kind of worn down by the end of the year he might not have admitted as much but you know it just gets to be a lot of golf and um, as we all know it's golf but yet there are aches and pains and and uh, you know little things that crop up in golf that uh, 
uh, you know, practicing. If you're if you're practicing too much, or if you maybe your elbows bothering you, your wrists, well, then you're going to maybe start getting into bad habits. I mean, there's so many things to it, and uh, yet yet there's so many people pulling at you. The tour wants these guys to play as many tournaments as they can. Um, you, you don't think that the tournament sponsor in Mexico would love to see these guys? I mean. That's the whole thing. They're paying the same freight almost as somebody in the regular part of the schedule. So it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a never-ending kind of a dilemma for these guys how to piece it together. Yeah, and I know that you have a, a piece on ESPN.com about the, uh, the passing of the reins from Commissioner Tim Fincham to uh, um, uh, Moynihan this, this, uh, this week. And, you know, it's interesting – uh, when he started, there were 110 events on three tours. Now there are 140 on six tours. Speaking of, you know, <laughs> a lot to pack in yeah. your schedule as a player. No question. Um, yeah, you know, obviously Jay has has some big shoes to fill there. You know, there's obviously there is always going to be things that people didn't like about uh, someone, a commissioner like Tim Fincher, but I think taken as a whole – what the, the job he did over the last 20 years, it's hard to quibble with. You know, he, he grew the brand. He grew the tour. Uh, and purses increased. Playing opportunities increased. And ultimately, that is the job and the goal of the tour. You know, they, they, they work for the players. And the players, you know, have incredible opportunities to uh, enrich themselves. Not to mention that... Uh, you know, that really uh, great pension plan they have that's uh, not discussed that much but can be very lucrative as well. So, um, oh, I thought you were talking you know, about the FedEx Cup for a minute. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. So let's say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's sort of another, you know, that's, that's kind of, but that's, that, most of that money for the guys, a lot of it goes into their retirement plan, but that's right. separate from the actual pension plan that these guys have based on performance and cuts and all that sort of thing. And, um, you know, Jay, from what I've heard, from what I gather, is um, is perfect guy to step in and, and keep it moving and keep it humming along and and probably make it better. Yeah, I mean, and he's a marketing guy. He's been involved in you know a lot of uh, aspects of golf. So if, you know, if there was a way, I think even Fincham said he's more qualified than when he stepped into the job just by nature of you know the different uh, you know different jobs he's had in golf. The fact that he was twice, you know, a tournament director uh, at the Deutsche Bank, and then he was, you know, he also ran the Players Championship for a couple of years, um, and he and he worked for a sports entity, Fenway, I believe it was called Fenway Sports, um, that wasn't just golf. Um, you know, Tim was a lawyer. He worked in the Carter White House. Jimmy Carter. He he was not as much of a sports person, even though he obviously had a a love for golf. I, I think bringing a little more sports background to it and having had some on the ground experience with the events themselves is going to really help him. And it's probably going to be a, 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 a bonus for the, for the week to week tournaments. Uh, you know, cause I think, I think Jay has a little bit more of a compassion and understanding for what they go through. Uh, and Tim might not have, you know, Tim might not have understood that, uh, you know, when a sponsor couldn't, you know, when they, when they were cutting a deal with a sponsor and they had to put the squeeze on the tournament to make it all work, well, how that might actually impact them. Jay might say, no, look, we can't do that. 
So um, it's I, you know I just I, I you know Fincham has been nothing but uh, have words of praise for for Jay, and obviously he sort of groomed him. He he put him in a position to take over, and and uh, you know it seems like it's going about as well as they all could have hoped for in terms of keeping the ship sailing smoothly. Absolutely. So who do you have your eye on this week in Mexico, Bob? I went with John Rahm, who, uh, who uh, is, is off to a really nice start as a pro. And I believe he's played 12 or 13 straight rounds at par or better on the PJ Tour. He's been 15th the last two tournaments he's played. He had a really good start to his pro career when he you know, turned pro last summer. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a matter of time before he wins. So why not this week? I like it. I think he's a good, strong player, too. It's going to be a good tournament, good mix of players. As always, we appreciate spending time with one of the hardest-working guys in our business, Bob Herrick, ESPN.com. Thanks so much, my friend. Thank you. Bye. Listen to 96.9 The Game, the Golf Insiders. Stay with us. More Golf Talk coming up.